Good morning, everyone. Today is Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is the Latin word for rejoice. It's the first word of the entrance antiphon at today's Mass from Philippians 4. But it's not just, uh, well, it's, it's an imperative. It's commanding us to rejoice. And it's because we're anticipating the coming celebration of Christmas. We're about halfway through Advent, a time of prayer and preparation and penance. And today's meant to be a little day to kind of lighten up on some of those practices as we prepare for Christmas. And there's an ancient tradition that you wear rose on a Gaudete Sunday. So it's part of the, the beauty of our faith that the church gives us this day to contemplate joy itself. I think it's well placed in the time of the year because this time of the year it's very dark. The, the days are short, the nights are long, and there can be some dreary rainy days like, like yesterday. And some of us can struggle a little bit with some seasonal depression or things like that. But also, this day is well-placed in terms of world events. There's been a lot of difficulty and turmoil this year, and we're still in the midst of all of that. Difficulty in the realm of politics, there's this whole pandemic, obviously, and all the economic fallout. And in the midst of all of that, it may be harder than usual to truly live out this spirit of joy. But a good that can come from these difficulties is it begins to show us, as all of those things are stripped away, it begins to show where our joy really is coming from. Someone's character is not shown so much on their best day, but it is shown on how they behave on their worst day. And you could say that we're sort of in the midst of a, a, a very bad day in the world, a very long bad day. And so my question for you is, in the midst of all that's going on, are you struggling with anger, frustration? Are you struggling with lack of joy in your life? Because if you are, this could very well be a sign that you're placing, you're, you're trying to get your joy from the wrong places, Another way of looking at this is consider what really brings joy into your life at this moment. Is it Jesus and the beauty of our faith and, and the coming celebration of Christmas, our Savior being born for us? Or are you finding your joy in other things like devoting lots of time to sports or to a hobby or, or to whatever it may be? Advent is a time to ask Jesus once again to come into our hearts and give us the joy that only he can provide. And this joy from Jesus is not something that can be forced. It's, it's not something that we just conjure up ourselves. It's not man-made. This true joy from Jesus is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that means it's not a matter of increased human effort but it's something that comes from God. So we can't just make this happen ourselves, but we can make room for God to work in our lives to bring about this joy that only he can provide. I've heard some people use this image of a helicopter. If a helicopter is to come and land, it needs to have space to do that. If you're in the middle of a forest, a helicopter is not going to be able to land or it won't end very well. Or in the middle of a busy uh, urban area, perhaps. 
In, in those places, there is not room for this helicopter to land. And that's what it's like in the spiritual life. We don't make these things happen on our own. Rather, God is the one who comes down and, and makes contact with us. And he's the one who brings the fullness of all of these blessings he wants to give to us. But we need to make room for him to do that. And that's what this season is meant to be. A time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. All of these are ways that we strive to make room for God in our lives. And these seasons that the church gives to us year after year are so good. Because I don't know about you, but I find it so easy to kind of drift away from all of that. And allow all of that clutter to build up once again. And when that happens, God's efforts are choked and, and even completely excluded from our lives. So I want to just give a couple of very practical ideas for ways that we can make room for God, particularly when it comes to this grace of joy that he wants to give to us. My first point is that simply coming to Sunday Mass alone is not enough. Think about it. Mass is about one hour long. There are 168 hours in the week. Now, many of those are spent sleeping, so if you take out the ones where you're sleeping, that, that brings it down to about 112 hours a week. Even there, one hour out of 112, that's less than 1%. So if all we are doing is coming to Mass and hoping and praying that God is going to, to do tremendous things in our lives, it's going to be hard for Him to do that because that's such a small part of your week. So I want to, first of all, encourage all of us to truly bring our faith into every day of our week. And there are so many ways that you can do this. You could get involved in, in a Bible study. You could come to adoration during the week. We've had that for the last two weeks. We're going to continue it for this upcoming week as well during this partial lockdown. You could join some of the small groups that are forming at our parish, these faith-sharing groups. And in a particular way, I'd like to invite you to consider coming to these monthly adoration nights. We call them Restored. They're on Saturday nights, usually the second Saturday of the month. We just had one last night. And these can be a particularly powerful place to experience the grace of God and enter into that joy that the Spirit provides. Because when you come to these nights, it's not, it's not mass, so it's a little less formal. It's kind of more open-ended. There's beautiful music, we have adoration, there's usually a little testimony or a talk. Yesterday, we, last night, we had a procession throughout the church. And in those times, when we take all of our burdens and whatever's on our heart and just place them at the feet of Jesus and just praise and thank him for his goodness, his love, and his mercy, that is a very powerful way of bringing that joy of the Holy Spirit into our lives. Another idea is to bring the liturgical season into your home. And what I mean by that is you take some of these outward signs that the church gives to us. We have them at Mass, you know, the different colors of the vestments, the, the candles, and, and all these different prayers. And you bring those to your home and do them on a daily basis. This certainly has an effect on adults, but especially it has a powerful impact on our children. When I was growing up during Advent, every Saturday night we would have a special little prayer uh, service. It was short, but we'd turn out all the lights 
and we would light the new candle of the Advent wreath, and we'd sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And it was such a, a vivid image in my mind. And I remember that would really build up this joy and this expectation for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. We would put on a, a purple tablecloth during Advent. We'd put a purple cloth over the TV for giving up television. For some of us, it might be putting a purple cloth over the liquor cabinet or whatever it may be. You can pray the Liturgy of the Hours at home as a family, this, form, this formal prayer of the church, which really is an extension of the Mass. These are all beautiful ways that we can strive to bring the beauty of our faith into the home, into every day of our lives. Because what tends to happen is the busyness and, and all that's going on in the world crowds out and drowns out our faith. But Advent is a time to reverse that and to bring all of these beautiful elements of our faith and allow them to permeate every area of our lives so that our faith begins to drown out the world as it should be. And thirdly, and this is the one that was particularly on my heart to focus today, is devotion to Our Lady. Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. And so when we are close to her, we of course are brought close to the Holy Spirit. And if we want to have this fruit of the Holy Spirit, this joy that only God can provide, Mary is absolutely going to be a part of that. Now to be honest, Marian devotion is something that I've struggled with at times. You know, I've been I was raised Catholic, so I've always been around these, these things, we would pray the rosary and all of that, but I rarely ever experienced Mary's presence in a personal way. And so there were times when I began to wonder, you know, why do we do all this? I know this is like part of the, the whole Catholic thing, but this doesn't seem to be doing very much for me in my life. But that all began to change this year. This has been a hard year for all of us. It's certainly been a very hard year to be a priest. There's been so much turmoil in the parish and in the, in, the, in the world. There's been a lot of very difficult decisions, and it seems like no matter what we do, someone is getting upset about something. And in the midst of all of this difficulty, it's hard to be joyful. But in this year, more than any other, I have experienced over and over again the presence of Mary, our mother, simply as a consoling presence, just this very simple but powerful awareness that she is here. She's with us. She's watching over us. Just recently, I was receiving some prayer ministry from some, some people from the parish. And uh, in, in that time of prayer, some of that difficulty that I've been going through this year kind of, kind of came out. And one of the words that was shared with me by one of the people praying was that Mary is watching over me. And that's the case for all of us. Mary is watching over all of us, especially in these times of difficulty. And she wants to bring us close to the heart of Jesus, her son, close to the Holy Spirit, her spouse, so that we may truly have this joy in the midst of all of the turmoil. As humans, we long for meaning. We long for joy and happiness. And if we do not turn to God for that, we will inevitably turn to other things. 
And the problem is when we do that, when we turn to other things, this very quickly leads to a real form of idolatry, placing other worldly things above God. And even worse than that, none of those things can truly satisfy the human heart. The most effective evangelizer, the most effective element in our efforts to spread the gospel, it's not having all the greatest arguments it's not having the best technology, technology and live stream and all of the bells and whistles and all that. The most effective element in our evangelization is joy. I think perhaps part of the reason why so many Catholics are abandoning their faith, so many people are turning away from God in the world today, is because lots of the Christians that they know don't have a lot of joy. So, especially today, let's make room for Jesus to come into our hearts, to bring this joy of the Holy Spirit, a joy that perseveres through any trial, a joy that lightens the burdens of life, a joy that irresistibly draws even the most hardened of hearts to fullness of life in Christ.